0: Director Ralph Macchio has appeared in classic films like The Outsiders and My Cousin Vinny, but you probably know him from a three-film run as Daniel LaRusso, a goofy teen who learned about karate and life from the sage-like Mr. Miyagi. Thirty-four years later, and Macchio is reprising his role as Daniel-san in the YouTube Red series Cobra Kai that once again pits the Karate Kid against his former school bully turned martial arts nemesis, Johnny Lawrence. Welcome to the narrative, the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Very nice. I'm really excited. So my first question, I've been doing karate actually for for 20 years, but I want to know if you had any experience beforehand, before doing the Karate Kid, and when you finally got there, did you end up doing your own stunts? Um, Good good two-part question. The first answer would be yes. I remember for Christmas, I think
1: I was like 11 years old, I got like four jujitsu lessons under the Christmas tree and a certificate. And I went... uh, um to you know down the street and uh you know basic self defense i think my dad probably said all right i got a skinny little kid let me get him some self defense lessons and i did and i i enjoyed it but i did i think i stuck around for a little bit but never stayed with it for that long it was either little league baseball or you know pretending to be Gene Kelly was my my two goals at that at 12 years old and uh and so um so yes i did have a a taste of it before 1983 when i had was thrown into uh what now has become Part of a legacy that people think I know martial arts. <laughs> I uh, I did most of all my own stunts um, outside of in the film, uh, in the Karate Kid, original Karate Kid film, the, you know, the being pushed down the cliff. Uh, I left that up to a great stunt guy to handle. And um and there's a moment running out of the Halloween dance before LaRusso gets beat up by uh, uh, the Cobra Kai guys there's a he, he's a, in the shower costume and two cars crash and he goes on the hood they they didn't want me to do that one nor that I nor did I raise my hand for that but all the fight sequences everything else was all uh all all me you know it's choreography so it it's kind of um we had a great stunt coordinator and a great director uh, who had done Rocky and knew how to do this stuff and We just worked, rehearsed nonstop in between everything.
0: So that actually brings me right to my next point, which is the karate looks good. Like one of the things I find in in a lot of martial arts films is that it – looks fake it looks like hyper stylized with quick cuts and stuff Mm. how did the training actually work for the film like how did they break down and make sure you actually looked like you knew karate that is real
1: we um pat johnson who played the referee had the referee on his shirt said referee just so you didn't confuse him with anybody else he was our stunt coordinator and martial arts uh um, trainer, um, he was, you know, he taught me the basic and Pat Morita as, as well the the uh, the basics of that classic Okinawan style. Secret to punch, make a power whole body fit inside. one inch. Yeah. Whereas he would then train the Cobra Kai guys in that sort of aggressive, uh, you know, hit first, talk later, <laughs> concept. What do we study here? The, the what is that way? Strike first, strike hard. No mercy, sir. I can't hear you. Strike first, strike hard. No mercy, sir. So we I I think it was all about the the differences of the two and how they played against each other which I think added to the authenticity of it as opposed to you know, what is martial arts in films now, which is everything from the Avengers to anything, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. That's all the movies are, you know, Ant-Man, <laughs> Wonder Woman. It's all it's these the, all ninja flying through the air tricks um, that, that that have become sort of like video game fighting. So I think there's an authenticity to the, the original Karate Kid and how that was was uh, done and paid homage and to respect to the the martial art forms that that were being, you know brought forth
0: yeah and you mentioned that the cobra kai dojo has like a kind of a style they're aggressive one of the things that i want to know is that your fighting stance Mm -hmm. uh that you see the whole way through the tournament you don't have closed fists correct you have for people who can't see this because you're listening to the radio uh if you imagine an open hand and then you curl your fingers to the top top of the palm yes Was that a conscious character decision, or was that how you were taught the the martial art? That was uh, that
1: was from Pat Johnson. Uh, If memory serves, that was part of the open hand and all the Miyagi teachings, which we probably learned more even in the second in the Karate Kid Part Two. Um, karate means hand, open hand, and all all that uh, stuff from that classic Okinawan style. So it was very much, you know, he would sit back, he'd have that one hand up curled like that and the other fist sort of coiled back as opposed to, you know, a squared off boxing kind of
0: uh, um, fight stance. So the director of the first two films was uh, John G. Avildsen. Avildsen, yes. And he also directed Rocky. Yes. seminal sports film, sports underdog film. What did he do that was special that really made these two films series pop? You know, he was
1: a a master storyteller in that in that genre. He recently passed away this past year. So it's it's kind of sad for us that he's not getting to see this this great resurgence. But uh, but he had the ability, you know, he was what we call the king of the underdogs. Like he understood that. Um, and maybe he felt that himself. He uh, would speak of having a, uh, an affinity for those characters that had great obstacles that represented a piece of all of us. You know, Rocky Balboa being the, you know, the, the, the street fighter, not necessarily street fighter, but coming from uh, humble uh, beginnings and getting a shot at the title. It's, it's wish fulfillment. He understood wish fulfillment. Daniel LaRusso is a character, when you look at the Karate Kid film, who really had no business winning anything. He's not built like an athlete, which I can attest to. (laughs) He's not – he was not uh, um, highly trained. Uh, um, It was a bit of – he was the every kid next door. So we all felt – you know, with having that magical human Yoda with Mr. Miyagi or with Rocky Balboa, the Mickey character, the great, you know, old school boxing teacher, that you could overcome those obstacles. And I think for the audience, it's... uh I could be that guy as opposed to, wow, this guy's a ninja. I could never be that. I think John had a very firm grasp on that uh, concept. Even a film he directed, one of my favorite films he directed was uh, Save the Tiger with Jack Lemmon. goes way back. But once again, this is an underdog had to come in and take over a situation and, you know, you rooted for him and cheered him on in the end. That was John Avilson.
0: So after the first Karate Kid came out, it was a huge hit, and it was kind of an unexpected huge hit. And you became sort of like an ambassador of karate to America. What was that like? Did people, like, challenge you to fights on the street? P- did people expect a certain thing from you? Uh,
1: it's, it's funny because uh, our um, first assistant director on that film said, you know, when this thing comes out, if it's a hit, people are going to want to, you know, kick your ass or whatever, just like they did with Stallone. Um, I think I never had that problem. I just think they took one look up and down at me and just said, listen, you know, I could probably kill this guy. <laughs> you know, I never, I never carried that. I never had that. Hey man. Uh, so you think, you know, karate stuff, it just never happened. Um, but I think, I think once again, back to the sympathy of this character that was the every kid next door, he was the 98 pound weakling who was a little bit feisty, a little bit cocky, didn't know when to shut up, got himself in trouble, couldn't leave well enough alone as they say, but, uh, but had great heart and, and humanity of, of about him and, and, uh, And uh, that Miyagi-Daniel relationship is just so, you know, so kind of magical that I think it was less about how a Johnny Lawrence would approach him, which he now does in Cobra Kai. And there we are 30 years later.
0: I've been watching all the trailers. I'm really excited for the series but i can't help thinking that the cobra kai dojo is kind of like they have the mma mentality right so mma mixed martial arts mm-hmm. especially in the pros it kind of strips down some of that more spiritual and mental side of the of martial arts that mm-hmm. mr miyagi was kind of like the embodiment of right right in the new series do you do you kind of like address that mma mentality or is it do you keep strictly keep karate how does that work
1: well there is i can tell you in the course of the 10 episodes Um, in season one, and we're hoping, as I'm knocking wood, that we do this uh, for many seasons. Those Miyagi teachings, the influence in Daniel's adult life, which may not be as evident in the early part of the series, starts to pepper throughout and become an important part of the balance. Balance is key. Balance good, karate good, everything good. Balance bad, better pack up from home. Understand? And yes, I said balance uh, of the difference between the this sort of um, karate for defense only and finding your balance in life as in, in, in as much as in martial arts versus the strike first, strike hard, no mercy of Cobra Kai. So that is that comes to fruition in a way that I think that the diehard fans and the martial arts fans are going to enjoy tapping into again.
0: In the original film, the, the Cobra Kai the ca- all the cast of characters only two of them are named with full names and the rest have first names and one of them you don't actually find out what their first name is until the credits when you read it and you know you have a series now you have ten episodes instead of you know a movie or a couple of movies right. to really flesh these characters out how are you going to you know, kind of turn these kind of cartoon villains, these bullies, these right. mean guys, and make them real characters.
1: Yeah, they do a, a great job. And the, the the next generation, as a next generation of Karate Kids, quote unquote, are the next generation, in our high school world of the show, uh, we have such terrific young actors, great looking actors, and really, really talented and and well fleshed out characters. That's the difference. You know, nowadays with these streaming services like YouTube Red, which is where we are, is uh, we made a five hour movie and just cut it up into 10 half hour parts. So those elements that you're talking about, they get to breathe. We get to see three dimensions in these characters as opposed to it just being Tommy, Bobby and Dutch.
0: Was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? I want to talk about some uh, how, how the new series is shot. When you think of the most recent kind of like films and series, it's been quick cuts, kind yep. of like neon candy. Uh, are you going to kind of change up the style for Cobra Kai or are you going to try to really stick to that original thing where you let the martial arts
1: you know, breathe?
0: That's a great question. And the, the creators of the show... Um,
1: were – those guys uh, came out of uh, creating uh, the Harold and Kumar franchise as well as the Hot Tub Time Machine franchise. So they know how to write to a younger generation in an entertaining way even though those are R-rated comedies and it's a different tone where Cobra Kai is – truly the same type of tone there's humor there's heart there's kick-ass action sequences and there's goosebumps here and there and all those things that the Karate Kid fans would love and any any uh, fan of good entertainment would love the you know the fight scenes are amped up a bit it is 2018 but there are also moments that are pure nostalgia and feel very 80s as well and they've done a great job of not abandoning what was great about storytelling back in 1984 and yet making it relevant and exciting for 2018. The kids are not going to get bored saying, boy, this is like a lame 80s movie fight scene. And the adults are not going to say, oh my God, this is like a video game. Where's the, the you know, where's the Rocky and Karate Kid of the, of this all? So I think they do a, a nice job of, of uh, balancing both. There's that word again.
0: Yeah, it keeps coming up. Who'd have thunk? One of the first scenes of The Karate Kid 2 is Johnny, he gets rescued from his sensei by Mr. Miyagi. Right. But then he kind of leaves the franchise. He's really mm-hmm. not there for the rest of it. Uh, but, you know, Cobra Kai picks up and guess who's back? It's Johnny. How has their relationship changed in the 30 years in between? Well, it's interesting Um that was what was so fresh about this
1: angle in 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 visit revisiting these characters is that, you know, John Josh and Hayden are uh, the writers of the uh, Cobra Kai show. Wanted to explore. Okay, what happens to a bully after thirty years? What 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 if a guy is such a quote unquote jerk back in the day? What what is that adult what what does that adult turn into? And so they they mapped out sort of the backstory of what's happened to Johnny Lawrence since he was kicked in the 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 face back in nineteen eighty four. What's 30 years been like for him? And his that's probably the best thing that happened to him in the past 30 years. So he spirals down and had a flawed life and it and you begin to learn what how that manifested itself from his childhood and flashbacks, and you get to understand that character a little bit more. Cause Daniel Russo, we sort of understood where he came from for the most part, with his mom and coming from Jersey and meeting Mr. Miyagi and all those those things. And then what happens is For Daniel LaRusso, who's had quite a successful life, happily married... Couple of kids, successful business. He's the auto king of the San Fernando Valley, and it's 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 Johnny Lawrence's worst nightmare. As he's constantly haunted by billboards of Larusso or the success of this guy, and and when we meet Daniel Larusso, he's might have as lost a little bit of his way. Mister Miyagi and martial arts haven't been in his life for the past eight years, so we begin to slowly but surely get where they are at this point. And when they cross paths, it is the first time since we all saw them together. Hey, hey Anoush, come here. Louie, get over here, no, I want no, you to meet somebody. Go. No, 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 this is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back, right, buddy? This guy was the toughest dude in my high school. When I first moved here from Jersey, he and I, we got into it a little bit. And for one, he's been living in the pain of it all. And for the other, it's been water under the bridge. But once Cobra Kai is back for Daniel Russo, that just stirs up such. I mean, he got his ass kicked every other day um, by this. You know, negative. It goes against everything he's learned. And so, from his perspective, he's not going to let this happen and, and contaminate the community. Johnny, you and I, this. Miss-
0: I think the the things that it will be fun to see addressed and, and see how that Johnny changes the character is he might be reviving the Cobra Kai Dojo, but it seems like he's doing it to help kids. So he's kind of taking his sensei's karate principles right. and melding them with Mr. Miyagi's MO, which is, you know, these are people who need help. And I'm going to teach them martial arts. Right, he that's that's his
1: intention, and
0: uh, and it's kind of cool. He's you know
1: he's taking the nerds and saying, you know, this generation is you know it's this wimpy generation. Every kid gets a trophy. Everybody's coddled, you know. And he goes back to it's, he's more he's old school. So there's there's uh, there's some logic in that because the pendulum has probably switched, swung too far the other way. But on top of that, he also can't get out of his own way of still. Still going back to that aggressive nature, which is not maybe the best thing to teach. Um, so it's a constant struggle for his character, and is a constant struggle for Larusso, who wants to snuff this out, but also wants to, you know, combat it in a positive way, but gets sucked down the rabbit hole a little bit till he has to refine his center and use the Miyagi isms to, uh, to move
0: forward. So the the series is coming out. That's big for people who are fans of the series and I, and hopefully it'll draw in a whole series of new fans. And in twenty twenty in Tokyo, karate's in the Olympics. Yeah. Do you think that this is gonna be kind of like that wave that happened in the early eighties with where karate has this kind of cultural renaissance again, which, you know, again started with the original karate kid? Do you think this is like that? You know, history repeating itself, kind of. Well, I hope so, and and
1: and I think it's uh, it's fantastic. I think one helps the other, and and they both could prosper. You know, it's you wonder why things work out at certain certain times. I mean, uh, people talk about over thirty years. People have come to me with k- karate kid reboot ideas or what to do, and I just. Always said, you know, things happen at a certain time for a certain reason. And it's, it's not just casting. It's not just script. It's all of those things, but it has to have a little sprinkling of some, uh, you know, some fairy does something that makes it. That, that makes wax on, wax off and sweep the legs, something that people know in 2018. We didn't know that. You know, how did we know that was going to become pop culture? And so with Cobra Kai and, and the timing now karate and karate in the Olympics in 2020, it seems like maybe all those moons are in alignment again and there'll be a big resurgence and. And hopefully, for me, it's all about something positive coming out of it, entertainment wise, but also, you know, martial arts has a lot to offer. The Eastern philosophy, you know, centering yourself and, and, uh, and in life as well as in martial arts, you know, I think that's, those are classic Miyagi teachings. And I think that's all stemmed from, from the the martial arts and
0: those, those, uh, those theories. All right, so now I've got some f- questions that are a little less, little less uh, intense, a little oh, more fun. Oh, the ones I
1: will suck at answering. Oh okay, no, th- th- th-
0: <laughs> these are the. Uh, sports Illustrated have to ask some actual sports questions okay. about like the big four sports. So in the Karate Kid film, you wear Chargers jersey, right? Number eighty nine. That's right. Did you know who that was?
1: That was that was pulled out of the wardrobe truck when we were saying, "What should he wear in this scene? What should what is he going to wear under the shower costume?" and uh, and it was there were like two or three choices, and the director said, "Let's go with that."
0: Okay, so you're not the secret West Chandler.
1: No, thing. no, but everyone talks about it, and it's awesome. I love that it's now people are trying to break into the reasonings of that and studying West Chandler's runs and saying maybe this is maybe this has something to do with the Halloween dance and why he ran in that way. First of all, I am a terrible. Every time we shot that scene, the Cobra Kai guys ca- caught me in like 150 feet. They, the director was like, "Slow down, because you're be outrunning Ralph in every take." So, uh, West Chandler, I was not.
0: Famously in the original Karate Kid film, there's a lot of household chores as secret training. Correct. So how much of that deck did you actually sand? How many of those cars did you actually wax? Oh, my gosh. I would love
1: to say all of them. You know, it was like cut, and then they bring in the electric sander. <laughs> they bring in the electric uh, uh, polisher. You know, it's, it's movie making. You just, do, you just do what you need to do for the for the, the scenes. I'm thinking back, this is going way back, but thinking back, we uh I did sections, but certainly not uh could you imagine having painted all that fence and all that deck? Well you'd end up like Daniel
0: it? where you couldn't move your arm.
1: That's right, exactly. Exactly. And so some more acting. Thank you very much. Yes.
0: Acting <laughs> again. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show, Ralph. Great to it's be been here. An absolute pleasure. Awesome. And I can't wait for Cobra Kai. Yeah,
1: Cobra Kai's is a lot of fun. YouTube read uh, May 2nd. It's there for everybody, all 10 episodes.
0: Thanks again to Ralph Macchio for this week's interview. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, it helps put us in front of more people. Or even better, tell a friend and help spread the narrative. You can tweet about the show using the hashtag SINarrative. I'm at HarrySwordout on Twitter. We'll be back next episode in our usual format. But until then, for all narratives moving the world of sports, log on to SI.com.